0: Welcome back to Plant Personalities with PV Plant Guy. This is a podcast where I talk to other plant influencers about what they do outside of their plant life. And of course, we spend a lot of time talking about plants. If you know me, you know I love my dogs, you know I love my plants, you know I love my husband, and I love physical activity. So that's kind of what I represent here. But today I have someone that is actually very close to me um, physically, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have India who is, um, her handle is Gardenista Jacks and she's also in the Jacksonville area. So I'm very happy, you know, you're the India is the first person that I have who is, um, in the same city as me. So, Hey, welcome. How are you?
1: Yes. I'm so go- glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Um, so we've never met before, but we've chatted on Instagram, you know, for quite some time now. So, um, I'm, I'm happy to have another, um, what do we call ourselves jacksonville rest sure
1: jacksonville (laughs) jacksonville
0: there it is yeah i like that um so you are a few minutes away um what tell me what you what how you got into being a plant parent what what inspired you to become this um this gardenista
1: I love it. Well, I would definitely tell you that my addiction started when I bought a house for the first time. I bought a house fresh out of college, and I was in Des Moines, Iowa at the time, and I had moved from Iowa City. I was a Hawkeye. And I moved from Iowa City and bought a house. And then when I had a house and I had a garden, man, did I have an excuse to buy plants. And I loved going to the stores and shopping for as many plants as I could find. And I think what's been so fun about this journey is people say, how are you so good at plants? And I always answer because I've killed a lot of them. So I really got good at it from being bad at it and not really knowing what I was doing and learning and growing is what I call it, learning and growing as I go. And that's really what started the obsession was I had a house, so I wanted house plants, And I had a garden, so I wanted a garden. And I've done anything and everything you've seen any influencer make fun of, I've done the wrong way for sure. <laughs> That's why I try to teach about all the fun things that I've, well, I'm sharing with you mistakes I have made and what I have learned from my experience.
0: Because at the end of the day, that's how you do learn by yep. mistakes. And I mean, I'm right there with you. I think we're very similar in the fact that I really got into house plans when I moved into my house and I had all this space and I was wondering, what can I do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are obviously like decorations, you know, knickknacks and things that you can buy from home goods or you can put bookshelves and what have you, but I wanted greenery, and I had a few areas where I just had a lot of light, so I just said, heck with it, I'm going in, I'm going green, so um, I can totally relate to the the, the house space issue. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, so your garden, do you have a garden here in Jacksonville?
1: Yes, I'm working on it slowly. I wouldn't necessarily call it a garden, I would more call it land. I'm really enjoying being a Midwestern girl who's moved to Florida, and what I think of or know as house plants, I can use, um, or I can use as outdoor plants here. See, so, you know, I grew up with, you know, doing dracenas or crotons or all those sort of things are killing a hundred of them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now. That I've moved here, I really love, you know, a basic croton in my yard. And I've loved getting to put things in the ground and watching it flourish and letting the humidity do my work for me. Um, So I've been having the most fun with. With more landscaping at this point in the game, I'm sure soon enough I will get into gardening and I have my eye on um, some raised garden beds. And I've got a great guy that I've met that I know when I get into it, I'm going to hire him to build me some gardening beds. But for now, I'm going to concentrate on getting my gigantic yard uh, pretty and landscaped. And one of these days, I'm going to do a water feature. I don't know about you, but I am obsessed with water plants. And I just, I don't have any yet because I'm waiting for the right environment to have them.
0: Yes. The whole. I
1: want a, a pond. Like, give me a koi, please.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would love a koi pond. Yeah. I just don't have the space for it. And with three dogs, it's kind of hard. But I, oh. I can't wait to see what yours ends up looking like.
1: Um, Some day. And that's what I'm enjoying about this journey of being on Instagram is I love that I can document it and I can show before and after pictures. And then it's really fun from a review standpoint to go back through my account and kind of see what I've done and how my space looked at some of my stores before. And, you know, there's just a record of it in a little bit more of a digestible way. Um, being on Instagram and it's a more fun way to show somebody what I've been up to than being like, Oh, here, look at my album on my phone. And they're waiting for me to scroll through thousands of pictures to show them one, you
0: know? Right. And we have so many pictures on our phones. Oh my and- God.
1: 50,000 right now.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm right up there with you. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and man, it's so, it's so easier just to see that produced content on social media where you can say, oh, this is what I was doing here, and this is what I did there, and it's just, uh, it's easy, and it shows the, the highlights and really what people want to see at the end of the day. So um, I think that the whole, going back to the gardening and landscaping, I, I love landscaping outdoors, and it's ch- it's also fun to kind of, you know take in a more tropical plant and, you know, people think that because we're in Florida, a lot of plants can survive all year round. Um, but no, we do get some freezes. So it's a little bit challenging given those like few nights in the winter where we have to cover everything. But, um, uh, gardening itself growing vegetables is a little bit difficult here in Florida. So I'm I'm also excited to hear about your journey. I've taken a backseat and I've just told myself that I'm not going to get into vegetable growing or anything like that in Florida, where I am at in my current house, just because it's it's a lot of work and um, spaces become an issue for me. But um, I, I love watching other people's journeys.
1: Me too, and I follow a ton of gardening influencers. I, I find it fascinating. And they teach so much too, so at least I'm kind of building my own knowledge before I do it.
0: Yes, I feel like you could just scroll on TikTok learning about gardening and whatnot, but our our climates here in Florida are a little bit different. It's not like your you know, your traditional like spring, summer, fall. It's like everything's kind of off a little bit because our summers are so hot. So I think like that's for me, like that's the first step, like knowing when to grow what types of fruit, because it's different than anywhere else.
1: Hmm. Good point.
0: So, um, yeah, that's 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 my take on gardening, Uh, (laughs) vegetable gardening, I guess. So um, I know you have your own plant business here. I want to hear more about it.
1: Well, I love it. So I named it Gardenista Jacks because I wanted something that sounded kind of Spanish. I I was a Spanish, a high school Spanish teacher immediately before this. And I've had my uh, heart as a part of uh, Spanish speaking since I was a kiddo. I was uh, 14 and 15 and traveled to Spain and traveled to Ecuador and lived with families and it just became a part of my soul. So when I was trying to pick my name to start my business, I that's how I came up with the idea. It's not quite Spanish, but it's got the feel of it. And I, I took a play off the words like fashionista or barista like at Starbucks. So that's how I came up with the gardenista in case you're curious. So um, the business started at Echo at the Beach. For those uh, Jacksonville natives, you'll know that there's a cute little shop at Jacksonville Beach called Echo, and they've got a reputation for having lots of vendors like me that do do creative artwork or refinish furniture or sell gift items or those kind of things. So, I was actually here, I had just moved to Florida and I was redecorating my house and I wanted to shop local, and so I was going in and out of you know, Cottage by the Sea and Echo at the Beach. And yes, anybody who's from here and is gonna, you know, it you're saying yes because places. Um, or seaside shops. I mean, so I was just going up and down and, you know, using it as an excuse for exercise to go from one spot to another and walk along the A1A or third street, Uh, and and shop locally to decorate my place because I'm really into home decor as well. And my color palette in uh, Iowa was more of a maroon and gold type feel. Uh, Doesn't really fly here at the coastal area where I'm one mile from the beach. So I sold 70% of what I owned when I was moving here and started completely over. So that's a long and a short way of saying I was shopping at that store and I made some sort of a comment to the lady at the front desk and we got to talking and she said, well, somebody used to sell succulents outside there and he did really well, Um, but he retired. So I open up my phone and I show her all the gifts I had been giving to my teacher friends for years. I was always giving succulent gifts and putting them in cute little containers or taking cuttings of pothos and putting it in glass containers with fun rocks or marbles. That's what I did for teacher gifts. So I said, well, I could do that. Let's just make a couple hundred bucks in a perfect world and have a little side hustle. And the rest is absolute history because COVID hit And then I started working Marketplace like it's a full time job. And I still do that. I love, love, love Facebook Marketplace. When I sold my house to move here from Iowa, I sold off my stuff and sold off my mom's stuff to downsize majorly all on Marketplace. So I'm very familiar with it and thought, let's just see how my stuff does on Marketplace. And people were interested in it and it just, it grew. It went from succulents to houseplants to pots to I'll come to your house and do patio planters or I'll come to your house and decorate with houseplants. It's just, oh, and I ship nationwide. So it's just gradually evolved and I've listened to what customers are asking for and what I'm passionate about and the rest has just taken off. I can't believe it. If you had told me this two years ago, I would have said no way.
0: And that is amazing, and congratulations to you because you're local to you know the area, and <clears throat> excuse me, being able to kind of see someone just like start at the grassroots level and be successful, and just work for themselves, and not have to worry about like um. So you don't have like a, a normal like nine to five anymore. You don't teach anymore. Like this is your full time is- job.
1: Yes, it is. It is my job. My full time. I call myself an entrepreneur. I call myself, you know, I own my own small business. I say I work for myself. I get to say I work from home. And it is way more challenging than I than I think people fully appreciate to own your own business. So I have so much better, such better appreciation for other small businesses and my habits in tipping and shopping and Things like that have definitely increased because I just have more of an appreciation for how difficult it really is to do retail.
0: Right. And so you're shipping like from your garage, your shipping station. So talk about some of the products that you mentioned, like little like, um, like succulents and cuttings and containers. Like what other stuff do you sell?
1: I love it. So I do. Um, what is my favorite thing to sell is probably small four inch plants because any girl or any guy who's ever packed a plant to ship knows it's harder than it looks. So it's a big old process. So I really am into um, houseplants, but I've gotten to where I've got mailing hanging baskets are super popular right now because what we don't fully we being us Jacksonville people here in Florida is we don't fully appreciate what we do have access to here in Florida is completely different to what my Chicago friends have access to, or Iowa friends have access to, or funny enough, even California, California, and um, those states on the West are, are buying from me quite frequently, which is jumping through some hoops to ship out there, which is a whole nother conversation. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I love, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, too. Um, but I, I love to ship my, my own homemade creation. So what I You know, talk about from a marketing perspective is I'm always talking about who's my ideal customer. My ideal customer is somebody who says, I want this design in this spot in my house. And then together we go through what are the options for that light level in their house. And in the process, the customer's learning, okay, four different plants that'll be great in that spot. And I I love the back and forth, I love the discussion piece of it. So I do a lot of virtual calls or a lot of, you know, visual just pictures back and forth with customers, and we kind of build the basket together. So I ship almost anything except for the large three-gallon plants. That's just too much, too big, too much of a box. Um, So I I don't do that, and I don't ship heavy pottery. But houseplants, succulents, cactus, and small pots are my forte.
0: So you're basically saying you will have like a visual consultation with someone on the West Coast and then just ship them the plants – you got it. That is so cool.
1: It's so fun. So I'm basically like virtually styling your home with you. Yes. Yes. So I love the home decor piece. And that's why when I find when we get to know each other and they trust me, I say, I know this sounds random, but send me a picture of your dining room, you know, or I know this sounds silly, but let me get what's one of your favorite rooms in your house. Send me a picture that will help me see more about you. And they don't realize it. But I see in the background. Great example. I see in the background a little figurine of a Buddha. Okay, so then I see I know I kind of take that in and I say, okay, maybe this person's into yoga. Maybe this person's into meditation. And then that way I can suggest, hey, I have this silly flamingo yoga planter you might be interested in. And believe it or not, people are like, oh, my God, I love it. I need it. You know, so uh, there are little details that you can learn a lot about from from people just from just a picture if somebody with a keen eye and observational skills can really pick up on somebody's personality
0: that is so cool it's so personal and all the work that you're doing is really catering to each specific customer which you know which is different from someone from like a big box store you know a bigger furniture store coming in to style your house yes um that is amazing
1: yeah, uh, I, that's part of the fun of it for me too. Is because I I do want to get to know you. I do want to know. I mean, I I had somebody who uh, named their dog something, and I realized that the do- the name was something from Star Wars. Well, little fun fact about me: I've never actually seen Star Wars, but I knew <laughs> enough it was from from Star Wars. So I said, Oh, I have this yoga planter you might really like. And of course, that was included in the in what I brought to their house. So, you know, silly things that make a difference of, you know, customized experience.
0: Of course. And so how long does it take you, you know, from your first contact with a customer to, you know, having them, you know, have a finished product?
1: I, I'm, we're talking hours. I don't, I don't mess around. I, you know, it's you, that just, I let them kind of, I let them drive. So once we start the conversation, I tend to feel them out. And I say, is now a good time to go ahead and, you know, make some decisions or we'll set up a time to continue that conversation. But I would say most of the time, once we start, it's within 24 to 48 hours before the invoice is sent and the order is complete. And then my goal is to ship eh, within the week. I like, Any plant seller knows it's best to ship on a Monday or a Tuesday. So if it involves plants, then I typically wait till Monday or Tuesday and I commit, I communicate that with the customer and make sure that's okay. Sometimes I need to rush it if it's for a gift which that's another fun thing is a lot of times I'm sent information about family members. So then I do a little digging on Instagram or Facebook and get to know that person and then suggest to their sister, Hey, it looks like she likes this. What do you think about that? And then that is a fun game to play too.
0: That is incredible. I mean, you obviously have turned this into a a very um, efficient, job that you know your side hustle has turned into your main job and you are just you're a go-getter
1: i I like to say i'm a hustler baby what song is that from but you know what i
0: mean (laughs) you are a hustler (laughs) what's your favorite part about it
1: My favorite part about it actually is having um, customers to my showroom here at at home. I have it set up where I have uh, an example of each one of the items with different plants and house plants are in different kinds of planters and kind of showing what a wonderful combination might look like and I love the one-on-one personal experience where they've sent me pictures beforehand or we're standing there looking at pictures on their phone they're showing me their dining room, they're showing me their bedroom and saying what would be good here, here, here and here and then together we, uh, we make the perfect combination of pot and plant. And then I pot it up for them right then and there. So sometimes we need to upgrade the size of pot. And we also chat about why it's sometimes important to downsize the size of pot. Sometimes people will bring me one of their house plants that they're struggling with. And we talk about how to fix it. I freshen it up with new soil. And that's all kind of part of the appointment visit as well. So basically, I call it like a home consultation. And I can go to their location as well, but my favorite part, obviously, is when they come to me because there's the most inventory to work with.
0: I'm just taking all of this in because it sounds like <laughs> you've no, given this a lot of thought. I'm like, there's so many services that, like, I could do. F- you know, I, that I, I as a customer could do with you. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, what what plant over here do I need to repot? Maybe maybe right. you can do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: What I'm having fun with from a business entrepreneurship angle is deciding what is my niche? What do I want to emphasize? What do I want to focus on? Of course, finances are always a piece of the puzzle. You think, what's the biggest bang for your buck? fine. That's first thought. But then second thought is really, what do I want to do? Where do I get the most joy? Where do I feel like I'm helping the most people? And sometimes that is not, not necessarily with the highest dollar item. Um, so I, I'm having I'm having fun deciding that because I was in a quote unquote service position as a teacher. Um, I, I consider myself still teaching. I'm just teaching about plants. And oh, by the way, you pay me a bit for that consultation and that access to somebody with some knowledge and that, that constant resource or that immediately available resource. I mean, I have people messaging me all the time. Now, just on Messenger, we don't do cell phones because that would be too much. But at, mm-hmm. least, at least I can um, respond to people and help them feel like they, they don't have to just have their plant die on them. They can send me a message proactively and we can troubleshoot it together. Right. virtually or it, in person
0: right and so obviously like the like the teacher aspect of you never really left you you just kind of took it and capitalized on that strength that you have and kind of yes. brought it to a hobby that you love and you can also make money from it which is yes
1: is they're supposed to do right
0: yeah it's exactly what you're supposed to do uh-huh. and you've obviously nailed it um so let me ask you this. Like I mean, I think a lot of us like plant people get a lot of questions on um on Facebook Messenger. So, how do you turn a simple question into like a transaction?
1: What a great question. <laughs> um I always say people buy from people. <laughs> so, I I don't necessarily need to hard sell. I think products will sell themselves. It I, I like to use actual pictures of items that I do currently have for sale as examples. So I'm not necessarily going on Google and screenshotting an image of some random plant. I'm going out on my back porch and I'm taking a picture of something I currently have for sale. And then another kind of soft approach is to say, hey, if you'd like to read more about it or know. The, know the measurements or the dimensions of it, here's the link to it on my website. That That is another thing, you know, how when you talk about business, shoulda, woulda, couldas, and uh, what I wish I could have maybe done earlier was really spent that time in developing that website because that's been invaluable for me for a resource to point people in that direction and have less of the workload on me for every single little detail. So, that, that's been wonderful. So that's how I tend to pitch it, is I show them ideas for th- with things that I currently have in stock. And then I listen to them if they're requesting something that I don't have in stock. I say, oh, this is a really similar option, or this might be better, and here's why. Perfect example. I'm not a hibiscus girl. Do you like hibiscus?
0: I do. I have multiple outside in my uh, in my yard.
1: They do not do it for me. They do not do it for me because they do it for a lot of bugs, so aphids and mealies and everything else that I don't want in my yard, they seem to find my hibiscus so a perfect example is I get asked for hibiscus all the time well i'm more of a fan of something that looks similar, and I never say it right, and all the, by the way i don't really I try to say things right, but it's not my major focus to say things right I, I call it Mandelvia, which everyone laughs at me, but i'm just going to roll with it. But it's that scientific names. Fine. Call it what we want. Right. There's pink and there's white and there's yellow and there's uh, red. Right. Everybody knows it. Who knows it? Well, I always suggest that in lieu of a hibiscus whenever I'm asked for hibiscus. And then I tell them, based on my experience, it attracts way less bugs. It's a more frequent bloomer and you don't need to fool with it as much. And that's just one example of how I suggest an alternative
0: yeah i mean you're not lying i mean i have one in um one hibiscus that is always infested with mealybugs every single year and um my trick has been i used to go out there with like the q-tip and the um isopropyl alcohol but i just started ordering ladybugs offline and then just releasing them on the plants and they also kill the aphids that somehow swarm my crepe myrtle every spring
1: well, I'm going to need to try that. That's another thing I want to get into and make a reel about it is those what what kind of bugs are those called? Not carniv- carnivorous bugs, but when they're good for your plants. They're called something.
0: Uh predatory. Predatory mites.
1: Pred- that's the word I wanted. Predatory insects. So yes. I'm gonna try that here.
0: <clears throat> yes. And the um so I actually had two mand um what a plants. So they're I had two yellowing ones. Yellow flowering ones, not yellowing ones. Um, uh-huh. And they just died because I wasn't watering them enough. Like I, it, where I had them, it just gets like direct sunlight all day.
1: They, um, my irrigation head is taking care of my bo- – I've got them crawling up the side of my house right now. And I made sure an irrigation head is getting them. So that must have really helped mine.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. I mean they're, I'm looking at them right now and they're gorgeous. I actually probably should um, consider them – instead of jasmine to climb fences.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Love that idea. Climb a fence. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And so, yeah, I mean, that's a great tip right there. And so uh, do you have any hibiscuses in your yard or do you just give them up totally?
1: I I had them, yes, past tense. Uh, That hard freeze we had towards the end of our season got Mm -hmm. my last couple. Uh, Well, just kidding. I do have a variegated one kind of hanging on back there. I do need to check it for pests, though. Um, so yes, I do currently have one, but you can obviously tell I have a little resentment towards it. So it doesn't get my full attention.
0: I, I, you know <laughs> what, I have some plants that are in that same category and it's like, I don't want to throw you out yet, but I don't like you and, yep. um, uh, I'll, I'll water you, but I don't know if I'm going to take the time to repot you right now or to, uh, you know, do what I need to do to make you thrive, but.
1: Uh. Well, and I totally have a section of my yard that it was my, my primary focus. Cause it would be kind of the. Uh, One of the first things people would see when they would come to visit me. So I planted that area super pretty about two years ago. But the issue was, I was unfamiliar with a lot of those plants and they outgrew the space and they weren't quite right for the light. Like, for example, it's a full sun area and I put ginger plants there. And the ginger plants are just curled and like they're roasting and toasting all day long and they're super unhappy and they're huge and coming out on my uh, paved pathway. And I I just had to tell my Myself, okay, you learned. You're learning as you're going as well. And I may know a lot about house plants, but the landscape uh, area and how they grow in outside and the unpredictability unpredictability of it is has proven to be a challenge. But I'm I'm learning as I go, and I've actually got someone coming over on Wednesday to take a look at my area, and we're going to talk about how to replant it in different areas of my um, yard and just kind of roll with it. So it's like anything else. I I love an excuse to make mistakes. It's just another one to to be able to say it out loud. Of, Oops, I, I thought I knew what I was doing, but guess what? I didn't. So I think that's comforting for others. When I get a message and someone says, Oh my gosh, I've killed another. <coughs> I always say to them, Don't you worry, I have killed. Many. So we can. Pardon my
0: allergies over here. I forgot to meet there. <laughs> Whoa. Well- just like coughing over here
1: yeah let's talk about that mute button you told me about in the beginning
0: i know i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) sorry everyone um this allergy season has been terrible so you know of talking about outside landscaping like i I just you know that post nasal drip has been getting me for the past few weeks which is why i'm always sounding nasally i just like can't shake this round of allergies so i'm you know i'm at clarity in like every day
1: i understand at a girl, uh, I've hired a new uh, packer, actually one of my customers, and she's helping me pack for my orders, shipping nationwide. Because another challenge of owning a business is figuring out what can you give away, what can you allocate, so I can get my jobs done. Um, and she came over to pack for me, and she was sniveling too. So obviously, people are suffering from allergies, and they. They're, they're struggling. I, I just don't have that issue. I have plenty of other issues though. Just that's not one of them.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has, you know, their own issues. It's just, uh-huh. what is it? <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I wanted to ask you, um, what are some of your favorite plant care tips? Like what are some hacks that you have that you like, you like sharing with other people?
1: Well, I love it. You have to be, ca- I love that you're asking that question because you also have to be careful. <laughs> I'm sure as an influencer, you probably have gotten a few negative comments in your day uh, based on the care tips that you give. People can be real friends. Oh, they can, yes. Um, so, uh, yes. So as I say this, those of you who are listening, you can take it or you can leave it. I wish I could say that in every reel that I post. Like, this is not gospel. This is opinion. Um, so I made up a little jingle when I was selling succulents at first at echo, I was noticing everyone was saying to me, oh, I can't have succulents. I kill them. And I would always say, well, I guarantee you it's because you have over watered them. I did the very same thing. I was killing succulents left and right because I was watering them once a week or I had, you know, what they say on the tag and you think uh-huh. you water on a schedule. So that would be number one advice is don't have a schedule learn your plant, learn the before, learn the after, and start to watch for signs that it is thirsty. You don't have to totally stress out the plant to the point of being, I don't know, where roots are going to go bad. But there is a happy medium of kind of knowing the before of your plant and then feeling its leaves or testing the soil by putting your finger in it, or um, all the different methods that they talk about. I, I like to squeeze the leaves. I like to put my finger in the soil and I like to think about when the last time was that I watered. So, um, one of, one of my tips is don't have a schedule to water and to know your plant, but I made up a jingle for succulents and I, uh, been teaching people and maybe someday I'll have it on the side of my car one day, but I want to, I want to, um, coin the phrase when we wrinkle, give us a sprinkle. And that's, oh, you should
0: trademark that. (laughs) Yes.
1: It's the teacher in me that knows that a good jingle or silly things like that will stick in your mind and help you remember something. So that's sending the message of when we wrinkle, meaning watch your plant and look for the sign of change and give us a sprinkle, meaning don't overdo it. Don't overwater your plant. I've learned from my own experience that the biggest killer of all plants house plants in particular is too much water now outdoor plants is a whole nother ball game and I've noticed a lot of criticism I've gotten about my watering tips people are constantly bringing up outdoor plants and in my opinion it's apples and oranges we're not talking the same game you know house plants and outdoor plants of course are different and of course I don't mean all plants, you only water every once in a while. I mean, you you don't let all plants show you they're stressed out because some it is, you know, irreversible. But, you know, we're speaking in generalities a lot when we give advice.
0: Right. Um, And it's hard to put everything in one post, or, you know, to put it in a text on a reel. And so you have to supplement with text in a caption and sometimes you miss it or it's sometimes you think it's understood but some people don't don't aren't on the same page with you
1: Mm -hmm. and And i say plant parenting parenting is like regular parenting you get to do what you think is best for your child and that doesn't necessarily mean everybody's gonna agree with it but that's the freedom we get as individuals
0: everybody's plant parenting experience is different yes and there are I mean so many different tricks that work for people and a lot of it depends on your environment your light your humidity um how much time you're willing to designate to that specific plant and what your schedule is and kind of going back to to your don't have a schedule um suggestion I thought of it in another way and um this this you know, may help you. If some people are like, "What? I don't get it. I like having schedules. You can have a schedule, but it's, this is what this is what I do. I have a schedule, but I don't always water when I'm checking in on my plants. Like, it's not a watering schedule. It's like a checkup schedule. And so sometimes the plant doesn't need water, but you know, it it's you still need it to schedule time to check in on that plant.
1: I love putting it that way. I think I've worded it something similar. As I've said, do a plant tour, you know, once a week or twice a week and and check on each one of your plants. Check for bugs, checks for whatever it is, and appreciate and touch each plant. They always love that too, I say, (laughs) you know, and that way they're getting the love that they deserve and then you can be proactive about any other issue. Because pests can also be something I've noticed can really scare off newbies is they're just so intimidated by the fact that they would even have a spider on it. And you have to talk about what's realistic expectations for your plant and what's not. So
0: Right. And if you're going to have, you know, five houseplants, odds are at least one of them is probably going to have pests, even though yeah. you can't see it. You know, there may be eggs or something in the soil. And in a few months, you may have spider mites or beely bugs, mm-hmm. And um, it just, you know, new to your point, I think new plant parents are, you know, oftentimes aggravated and surprised that they have pests and they may not know where it came from. But yeah. it's a lot of time. It's not their fault. They're 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 hitchhikers.
1: Yes, I should. Oh, I, I think I just got another idea for a reel. I see a thumb up and I see a fun audio already happening.
0: Oh, it, awesome. I can't it, wait to see it.
1: I need to do like what some of those um, I can't think of her name right now, but there's some influencer and she dresses up like bugs and it's just so funny. There's just some people that really go for it, you know, on their reels. And I really admire those people with their costumes and silliness and, you know, ability to just be 100% who they are, whether that's quote unquote cringy or strange or weird, they just do it. I love those kinds.
0: Well, you know what? I think nowadays, A lot of our weirdness is what makes us different, and it's not cool anymore to be a part of the crowd, of the cool crowd, and to fit in. It's actually cool and, you know, more fun to be different and to stand out.
1: Yes, I, I really love that. To tell you the truth, I, I'm, I must admit, just from a confession standpoint, to any you know woman or man who's listening who has you know self confidence issues, which is all of us, um, that was one of the biggest things that held me back. And uh, the reason I didn't start making reels sooner is I was I was concerned about the physical, and I thought I'm not X Y and Z, or I need to do whatever first and before I'm showing myself on camera. And it finally dawned on me one day that people were going to like the fact that i'm not perfect what and that i am a real actual person and i i i think that's what's so sad about you know things like instagram or facebook or tiktok is we have this false perception of what uh, what an influencer looks like, or what beautiful looks like, or what whatever it is famous looks like. And we do that to ourselves, because I can think of 900 people right now that aren't, you know, perfect in many ways, and they're wildly popular and loved by many. And why do we do it to ourselves and keep ourselves from just posting. Um, So that's one of my biggest regrets was not working Instagram sooner because I think I would have grown faster just being my 100% real self.
0: Right. And I think it's powerful that you decided to move forward regardless of like what other people thought of you because not everyone has that confidence to say, I don't really care. I still want to communicate my message. I want to try and be funny or clever or I want to teach people. And it's, you know, you know, I want to be creative. I want to do this, that and. Appearance. Um, I think Instagram and social media at first was kind of all about appearance and things. And still, to this day, I mean, like, if you're an attractive person and you're around nice things, like, you'll probably get a lot of attention. But at the end of the day, like, you don't know if that's actually their car or if they're just literally posing in front of it or how they got that. It's It's all... Um, kind of like this big like question mark and it's not necessarily real and I think what I like about the plant community is and you know I think I've said this before a lot of us are like pretty real and we're down to earth we're ourselves we show our mistakes we show our successes and we support each other and I think that's why our community is so cool
1: agreed absolutely I love it it's a healthy healthy environment
0: right and so I mean cool like you more- know anyone can dance i always i always joke and say like oh i gotta go dance in front of the camera again make a reel but um i I think it's powerful to just to be able to you know get up and say okay like let's do this now granted i will always make sure that like i i i look nice and i i don't look like i just rolled out of bed (laughs) 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 i don't want i don't want people to see me when you know with that head
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, then I can I'm thinking of a couple influencers right now where they do show that. And I think that's hilarious because they're major what I call shapeshifters. You know, there's yeah. lots, lots of women who, you know, the before picture <clears throat> is almost unrecognizable. Um, so how wonderful that they take advantage of that and make a game out of that
0: yeah no i do i do appreciate that and i think with women it is a little bit different because like you have the whole makeup component so like you know wearing makeup versus not wearing makeup and like what the before and after looks like and you know what a nat well you know appreciating someone's natural beauty yes but um no one wants to see me with my hair all over the place (laughs) and you know my beard hair is like sticking up in all different directions (laughs) like
1: to differ i think you need to find an excuse to at least <laughs> something about it because it'd be funny because you know what the unexpected is also appreciated so if you did you know a, something about being disheveled and your plant looks like shit and you look like shit, when would that be ma- that's not so terrible
0: that that's not a great idea or that's not a bad real idea so i may have to take you up on that uh, but um i you know i think i'm gonna need some liquid courage for that one note to self <laughs> um Suggestions appreciated for content ideas. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, DMs I've are you. open. I've sent you a couple because I I think you need to do more with that shit. What is it, Shit's Creek?
0: Shit's Creek. Yeah, I actually yes. just did one the other day, but it wasn't the ill David one. Oh,
1: that you do that one.
0: I keep I. It's you know it's like in my to, it's it, it's on my list. I've bookmarked it. It's saved, but like I always find something better to do, and now I feel like it's just like not. That it's like uh, I'm like uh I feel like it's overplayed.
1: You'll know when it's the perfect excuse to do it.
0: I will get there. Yep. Yep. Um, so what, what is some of your like inspiration for creating new content? Like here, you were just telling me that like, you just came up with an idea. Like, how do you get some of your other ideas?
1: Well, my inspiration is definitely, you know, my, my lens is always f- from a teacher standpoint. So uh, I love the term I saw from another influencer. She said, you know, it's best to do intercational reels, meaning entertaining and educational. So whenever I'm making a reel, I always want there to be something that you can learn from it or some point or fact that I can teach as a part of it. There. To me, I do very few where they're just stupid to be stupid. I, you know, I, I don't show you what I eat. I don't show you, you know, random things. I want them to always have to do with plants. I want them to always have to do with my niche market. And, um, I, I just, I want people to learn and I, I typically want them to learn from my mistakes. So I'm often I'm making fun or calling attention to my own mistakes and then showing others how to do it differently. Um, I definitely also always have the idea of I want it to be digestible content. So I I care very much on what that caption looks like and make sure that that, is readable and uh, understandable for the majority of people, which is harder than you'd think because we have a lot of terms in the plant parent community that not everybody knows, but we think they do. So I try to, you know, explain, you know, say the word propagation and then do comma, you know, making yourself more free plants or something like that to make sure that anybody who's new new and just learning more can continue to learn even from a basic vocabulary word in a caption. Um, So, my my inspiration is definitely just what can I teach? How can I keep up this side of me that's meant to um, teach and educate others? The educate the entertaining piece of it is just a bonus for me. I I really for those who do watch my content, I get a lot of compliments on being you know fun or funny or silly, and I, I just say that's kind of what I need to do in order to keep keep me going and to keep it light. I don't necessarily. Um, it's like when I taught in my high school classroom. You know, you get up there and you teach verbs and nouns and, and grammar in Spanish, but then you also have the time where you hit the pause button and you talk about, you know, Day of the Dead or um, Frida Kahlo, or you have, you know, cultural conversations about, you know, food and all those sort of things. So for me, the being silly is just a way for me to, to have fun and cut loose a little bit and let people really see that side of me because people who are friends with me know that. I'm I do kind of have a um, a playful side about me. I want you to laugh. I want to laugh with you. I actually want you to laugh at me and at my expense. I think that that's fun. I, I want to be that type of person that doesn't take herself too seriously.
0: I admire that because <laughs> I think that for for some people, social media is a little bit of you know it is a job, but you have to have all. You also have to have fun while doing it yes i mean to me you know i i love the creative concept here um and being able to just make stupid content about plants to me Mm -hmm. like i'll drop one of those every so often and i just like look at it and i'll rewatch it and i'll just laugh at myself and i'm like okay like i i'm i'm a dork i'm funny i'm making myself laugh but the educational piece I think is really what makes people stay. Like you can hook people with like funny stuff, but like if you're providing content that is educating your viewers and is teaching them something, you know, and, and you're building upon those concepts over time, I think that's kind of, you know, a big plus to the plant community. We all educate too. A lot of us are, you know, sharing our tips and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's one big giant educational community really.
1: Absolutely. Which is, it makes us a little bit unique as far as the industry goes. If you look at other niche markets, I'm just thinking about one of my girlfriends. She's, for example, she's a jewelry maker and I love her and I I love to buy her jewelry and her plant earrings and things like that and do my best to tag her on things. But, you know, she's had a little bit of a, a challenge because there's only so much you can teach. Um, that it's not necessarily everybody's going to be into making jewelry and it's not necessarily uh, an industry that as many people are into. So how do you grow that kind of an account? We are really lucky when it comes to plants because there's a little bit of something that in, is going to interest somebody, whether that's house plants, whether it's gardening, whether it's succulents, whether it's home decor, it, we kind of fall into lots of different categories.
0: And cooking.
1: And cooking. Oh, didn't think of that one. You know,
0: herbs and spices and i have a hydroponic garden right now on my counter and the basil is ready to harvest
1: oh my gosh pesto it is
0: yes i'm like what pesto recipe i mean what else can i make with basil aside from pesto you know tomato basil mozzarella you know balsamic dressing you know but what what else
1: have you ever had chimichurri yes is that basil? I don't know if that has basil, but Yeah,
0: you can do basil. It's like, yeah, I actually have oh. a steak that I was gonna smoke tonight, so um I could make some chimichurri. Great idea. Go. Mm-hmm. The Follow inspiration. Me. Next, just kidding. <laughs> All right, do you cook your own food?
1: I do. I'm really trying. I'm I'm gonna be one of those people where you're gonna watch videos of me and I'm gonna be up and down weight and up and down and wait. It's just one of the fun parts of my genes that I inherited. Um, so currently I'm on a kick where I'm trying to lose weight. And man, I do do so much better when I cook for myself. So yes, I, I love to cook um, and I adore seafood. So I love living next to, there's this little place right down the road. There's Fisherman's Dock and there's Dan's Seafood, which is like right next to this kind of shady looking gas station. But he treats me like a princess every time I go in there. So I really love giving him support. But I buy fish and shrimp and crab constantly and make myself some vegetables and stink up my house daily. Yes.
0: Okay. I, next time I'm by the beach, I will have to check out those shops because I'm always looking for a good seafood shop.
1: Those are my recommendations for sure. I'll text you that when we follow up so you don't forget. But they're they're really wonderful.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. And they'll you te-
1: when you're there. He always asks, how are you going to cook it? And I, I love that because sometimes I say, I don't know. What do you think? And he'll give me a new idea.
0: Ooh, see, um, I'm all about grilling Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: my air fryer. I have not an air fryer.
1: No, I have not invested in one of those, but I just ate some, uh, leftover, uh, fried mushrooms from cruisers. Have you been there yet? I have. Yes. The microwave did not cut it. I'll tell you that I could have thrown those puppies in there.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, 100 bucks, 120 bucks on an air fryer is totally worth it. It changes the the texture and it gives you a different option and it's relatively healthy if you don't put a lot of oil on it.
1: I can do it. I'm totally shopping on Facebook Marketplace. I believe in karma and the more I buy off Marketplace, hopefully the more people will buy off me.
0: Oh, I love that. Mhm. Supporting others.
1: Yes, I it's buy It's like t-
0: others will support you.
1: Most of my earrings you see in my reels are Facebook Marketplace. like like almost
0: hidden gem. It's like you're all of
1: them. Yep. Almost all of them. They're like Facebook marketplace. Yep.
0: So, Hey, I, I asked, I asked everyone two questions at the end of the podcast and I'm wanting to know what your, you know, if you were a plant, what plant would you be?
1: I love this question and I wish I had more time to prepare because I don't think it's going to be quote unquote good enough, but here's my first instincts and they always turn out the best. Uh, I was going to say a begonia because there's lots of different varieties and there's many different stages of growth. And I feel like that represents me because I'm always reinventing myself. I'm always changing. I went from being what I thought was going to be a, a TV news reporter on a Spanish station when I was in high school and then went to college for journalism and Spanish. Another fun fact about me and then switched gears and then went into sales in an IT world where it was just starting with voice over IP technology and really honed my skills at sales. Then I went into teaching and then now I'm selling plants. So I just feel like it's a plants in general and begonias are a bit unpredictable. And I feel like that represents me in a way where you just never quite know what you're going to get or how they're going to react. And you just keep, you know, you can cut and you can propagate them in in some water and, and, and have it start all over again. And that's how I feel like I've done in my life is I keep starting over and I keep reinventing myself. And it's interesting to see what type of flower I will bloom next.
0: That's a great response. That is a really great response. You think? Yeah, oh. I think it did really well.
1: Oh, good. I don't know what most people say. I'm going to have to listen to more podcasts and get some more ideas. I was going to say that or a tomato plant for similar reasons. Because there's lots of different varieties of tomatoes. Yes. That was yes. where I was. Mm-hmm. But I went with <clears throat> begonia. Because I'm a houseplant girl.
0: I like that. I, mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, either would have sufficed, but I definitely like the begonia example. And I, the irony there is I actually accidentally overwatered one of uh, my begonias, my begonia maculata. It was big. It was beautiful. I literally grew it from a one-leaf cutting, and it. I watered it, and I forgot that it was in a decorative pot that didn't have holes, so it sat in water for, like, a day, and it just decimated, like, all of the leaves but one, and so recently... I've repotted it and it is now gr- unfurling a new leaf. So to your point and your explanation, I feel like I'm actually living through what you just explained with my actual begonia.
1: Yes. I, that's what I like about begonias is they are just that plant where it doesn't matter where you break it either. They, they will They're resilient. They will, they will reroot from any part of that plant, which is wonderful.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so my second question, um, we have a lot of, Plant influencers in the plant community. We have a lot of people that are on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all types of social media that post about plants. So, who is one person that you you know have talked to a lot about house plants that's in our community that you would love to meet in person?
1: I I this is the most wonderful question, and I'm so glad you're ending on it or wherever it's gonna fall towards the end. I have a male and I have a female. I love the bearded plantaholic. I just Johnny. Think he is the most unique, most fun. I love his vibe. When I do message him, he makes me feel like I am the most important person um, th- that he could possibly respond to at that moment. The way he talks to people, the way he um, – when, when he does his own voice in Reels, I just like the way he – presents himself. And he's just so different. I, I just, I really appreciate anybody who can uh, be that unique with such, um, I don't know, grandeur in a way, because he's just he's over the top, but not in a negative st- statement, just, just solely who he is. And I he's love He's very that.
0: majestic.
1: Majestic. There we go. There's lots of adjectives to describe that man. I love that. And then my other new favorite one, and I just binge watched all of her reels the other day too, and I like her backstory. She's really good about really sharing who she is. It's pandemic plant parent. Um, She's she's sharing more about her life and her stories, and there's something from female to female that I really appreciate about her um, candidness on different things and showing more about... Uh, a little bit of where she lives and how and her journey and how she got started with plants and her also reinventing herself with a job i think she was laid off and i relate to that because that sales job actually i was laid off in 2008 and had to start all over so uh, that's what i find is fun is i you can find a ton of similarities in each everyone has something in common. You just need to listen long enough or you need to find the similarities. And I, I identify with a lot of what she talks about. So she's my latest favorite. I also really like how integrated she is with other plant um, influencers. So I enjoy seeing her stories or her posts about her being with other people.
0: That's sweet. And her name is Viviana. Um, Viviana. Her, yeah. Her Her and I follow each other, but I have I have, you know, messaged with her a few times um, and she's from New Jersey and Johnny's from the UK. Um, I, I've actually had Johnny on my podcast, but I have not had Viviana. So I definitely need to get to know her a little bit better. Yes.
1: Well, what I liked about her is one day I was messaging with her and she did the voice record button and she left me a little message and I just found that such a personal touch and so wonderful. And it was, uh, she didn't even know it. I didn't even share that with her, but it was kind of right after I'd been ripped a new one about a post on something having to do with plant care. It didn't really matter. It's just that somebody was real negative just for the sake of being negative. I mean, it got so bad. I, he was calling me names and I had to just block him. but it just came, you know, after that. And it was just such a refreshing reminder that, you know, one bad apple is not going to ruin the bunch and that there is a wonderful plant community out there. I just need to keep searching for the right people. And I cannot wait for the invitation where somebody asks me to meet them somewhere, or go somewhere, or go plant shopping together, or I work too much. I I need an excuse to get out of um, Jacksonville and go explore more areas of Florida that I'm not familiar with. And I think she's in Florida. So I'd love an excuse to go meet her. And there's Wren's Jungle and just some other people are coming to mind too. I can see their faces, but don't obviously know their first names because I just know them by their their handles. And I, I can't wait to get to know those people. The problem is the plant swaps um, fall a lot on weekends, which is my major, obviously, business time. So I need to make some make some prior plans in order to get away to do those things. But I think a plant swap is in my next to-do list?
0: Well, you'll have to keep us updated. And there are so many people out there. And if, you know, one person doesn't pan out for you, there's so many other people that you could potentially meet. And there are so many people that, you know, aren't even on social media that know a lot about plants. So we just have to remember that, you know, social media is just one aspect of this plant world that we live in. And there are so many older people that, yeah. You know, have spent years and years growing plants and have all this knowledge to share and maybe aren't on social media. And so those those people are important, too. And I feel like uh, if we can find them and get them to share with us, um, I feel like we'd all benefit from that.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Or friend, maybe potentially a partner who appreciates my love for for plants. That would that would be a wonderful bonus. I ran around yesterday with a, a guy friend of mine and I just was kind of looking at him like, wouldn't it be nice if I could have this more often and have, you know, more plant friends to run around with and go shopping with.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to, you know, do something you love with a you know, a person you love too. Yes. Yes. Well on that note, you know, on the note of love and friendship and plants, um, I think it is time to say goodbye. And I've appreciated your time so much today, India. It's been great getting to know you.
1: Well, thank you. It was so fun. Thank you again for thinking of me. It's very special.
0: Of course. And we have to get together sometime in person in the near future because we live in the same area. So why not?
1: Yes, I'm on it. I will be annoying you here soon with setting a date.
0: All right. <laughs> I, I, I will respond and we will get something on the calendar.
1: Sounds great.